Well, welcome to another BA Chats. We're so glad that you're listening today. I'm your host, Kevin Kuntz, and right next to me is the lovely Miss Rachel Kuntz. Thanks for listening. We're always happy to have you guys. We always like to remind you that we do BA Chats because we believe in the testimony. Testimony means do Do it it again, again, God. So he loves to just be good to all of us constantly, all of the time. And so we love to share stories just of his goodness and what he's doing in us and through us. And it's appropriate and it's beautiful that our hearts jump at these stories. And yeah. it's appropriate and it's beautiful that we say, do it again. Do it again at me. Do yeah. anything you want at me. Well, and the truth is it's good for you to know you now have access to something that yeah. somebody else had a breakthrough in. Totally. Now you have access to it. So, And the other reason why we do BA Chats is because... In our body here at Bethel Atlanta, holy moly. Holy moly. You can look around and, and see stories of miracles, and, and there's, just, there's just gold everywhere you go here in, in our campus. I feel like we just have an entire body of leaders who are just ready to see the kingdom of God come. And so it would be a shame, and we don't believe in shame, but it would be a shame for us <laughs> not to share all of these wonderful people with you. So today... I'll let you introduce our wonderful guest, Rachel. We are so excited. <laughs> We've been looking forward to this chat yeah. for forever. Yeah, this is a long time coming. We have Joshua and Vanessa Hale. Welcome, yes. Hales. Thank you. Good to be here. Oh, welcome, we're welcome. so happy to have you guys. <laughs> so as you guys know, Vanessa is our praise and worship leader here at Bethel Atlanta, our, our very beloved, loved praise mm-hmm. and worship leader. Josh is her precious husband, businessman in Atlanta, so we're just going to get to know them. Let's go ahead and start with Josh. Josh, yeah. acquaint us with you. Okay, yeah. Um, wow, Josh Hale, uh, not of Steve Hale. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a good clarifier. Yeah, yeah, you gotta say exactly. It. It's got to be said. Yeah. Here, here at our church, that's a, a common mistake. But uh, <laughs> yeah, came from LaGrange, Georgia, met Vanessa in 2008 in Noonan, Georgia, uh, shortly after I made a move there, and uh, wait, wait, so not in school? No. Oh, I just no. assumed you guys met in college. How did you meet? No, I was actually working at Starbucks at the oh. time, and uh, yeah. So you're picking up Starbucks baristas? <laughs> yeah, she was <laughs> for that call for the coffee. <laughs> I actually didn't love coffee before I met Josh very much, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if these are your roots, you would need to love coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I worked with uh, some Bethel students at oh. Starbucks, and so um, I, I'd actually come to church uh, at Bethel with some of my coworkers at the time, and uh, you know they told me about the church, and I was like, oh, I, I was raised in a Pentecostal church. That doesn't scare me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, bring it on. <laughs> so yeah, I came, came to church, and I saw Vanessa for the first time. Uh, that service, I, th- I think, you know, just saw her walk by and, uh, but, but never met her, not, not until, you know, months, months later. And so that's, that's how, that's how I kind of came on the scene yeah. uh, of, of Bethel. Yeah. And yeah. this is 08. 2000, 2008. Wow. Yeah. So this is the no. first year. Gosh, hold was on. It, that was, was 2012. It was later. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, it was a, li- um, it was a little bit. I don't want to hear it, Mister. That's all I have to say. Yeah. About it. Okay, it. it was a little bit later, um, and then yeah, it was a funny story because you saw me then, and then it was like what a few months later, I came through the drive-through after working oh, okay. out, and I did not even get a coffee. I got like a passion tea or something like that, you know, something cool um, after working out. And Josh just said, 
you're beautiful in the drive-thru. And I was like sweaty and, <laughs> and messy, just got done working out. And I was like, thank you. And that was it. But they wear, they wear headsets in Starbucks, right? You want right. to add to that? So we had a headset on and the girl that was working on the bar goes to Beth and she's like, did you just tell that girl she was beautiful? And I was like, yeah, she's hot. <laughs> and, uh, and, and she like, you know, this, this, is, is, awesome. this is a friend of mine that I'd actually come to Bethel with. Uh, Holly and uh, Holly looks back out the window and she's like, That's Vanessa Vogel. And uh, and I was like, Who's Vanessa Vogel? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so she's like, She goes to church with us. So then, still, I drive off, and then months after that, um, some similar mutual friends from the school at that time, I was working, I think I've had several jobs here, but I was working and helping in the ministry school, so I knew a lot more of the students. And I was hanging out with them one day, and then someone said, Let's hang out in Noonan tonight. I've got a friend's um, loft. You know the lofts in downtown Noonan? Yes. That we could go hang out at, and it was Josh's loft. And so just those similar mutual friends running in circles and stuff, um, I walked in that night. And Josh likes to say that I walked into his bedroom is how we met as a short answer because <laughs> it was a studio loft, so it's all one. It's, it's all, all one his bedroom. Thing. Yeah. So, But that's like usually his punchline to get people when people are like, how'd you uh. meet? She walked into my bedroom one night. <laughs> you got to have an intriguing story, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we just kind of kept kept growing from there. No, yeah. I, and, and even after I saw her in the drive-thru, didn't try to get her phone number or pick her up or anything. But it was that was almost six months later to the date when she walked in. And when she walked through the door, I was like, that's that girl. So you remember. And I knew. I was like, oh, okay. It's on. <laughs> it's on, She's baby. now at my house. Yeah. She walked through my doors. Yeah. Best story ever. Story. I haven't heard any of this. Yeah. yeah that's super great. Yeah. So you guys started dating from that point on. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we just kept hanging out, and I kept saying, like, yeah, let's just get to know each other. But everything Josh planned was like, okay, you want to go hang out and run errands in Atlanta? I got to go get something. We will happen to go by and need to eat dinner, you know, and from that point <laughs> wait, on, we just... Wait, wait, so what was happening? Were you... So, so I, I asked Vanessa if she wanted to go on a date, and she was like, well, I don't know when. I was like, anytime. Like, <laughs> what, what? <laughs> anytime. So she was like, well, yeah, we, maybe we could just go out and do something as friends. I was like, all right. And so uh, our first hangout with friends, I said, hey, I've got to go pick up some stuff uh, in Atlanta. It was like Pottery Barn or something. And uh, and so we drive from Peachtree City to Atlanta. We're like in the mall shopping for two hours. Of course, we drive up there an hour. And then, you know, we've been we've been at it for three or four hours like man i'm i'm hungry before we go meet your friends you want you, you have you eaten anything yet i know they've already eaten so she's like yeah i guess we we can grab something i was like all right i know a place around the corner it's like a nice sit down dinner <laughs> french bistro and buckhead it's like, like fancy are you, okay, are you okay if we go in and eat so yeah we we sit down and have like a two-hour dinner <laughs> he was kind to me as i was like more reserved at the beginning he just he, he uh, warmed me up to what I didn't even know I was wanting. And then I was like, yeah, okay. And then it just kept going from there. Were you just not dating at all? Were you I wasn't not dating anyone. And I was for sure interested. I think it was just, yeah, it was more just, I don't know. Let's just keep getting to know each other. Keep hanging out. And it did not take long after that to be like, this is dating. And yeah, I want to. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> How, what is not long? Are we talking three months, six months? Oh, I feel like it was like. We just didn't stop hanging out after that okay. point. And it was like weeks later that it was like, oh, 
Yeah. When I don't, don't want to stop hanging out. Like, when did you know, know that you were going to marry Josh Hale? I think I knew, like, pretty soon in that this is somebody I could marry. It probably took me further months in to actually decide upon that. But, um, yeah, that was me. I've, I've always said two weeks. <laughs> did you really? In two two weeks, weeks from... From Starbucks or two weeks from when she walked into two, your bedroom? Two, two, weeks from when, <laughs> <laughs> two weeks from when we started uh, talking to each other and hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so how'd you keep it cool when you knew two weeks? Uh, I didn't keep it that cool. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> she, she, was, she was obviously a little slow moving at start. Uh, and, and so, but now, uh, you know, yeah, I, I knew. Uh, and then she wanted to keep hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> you learned that verse out of Corinthians about the first thing that love is, is patience. Patience. <laughs> totally. Three years later, we got married. <laughs> really? So three, three years. years. It was three years of I, knowing each other, dating? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And I think... I, I had to move around question. for work, so that, mm-hmm. that kind of, um, you know, caused a couple of hiccups as well. Yeah, yeah. But it was... Well, once we got engaged, so we were probably dating two and a half years, and then we had a quick engagement. It was like a little under six months, probably. Five and a half months or so. Wow. So, yeah. Best story ever. And then here we are in 2019, two babies. Yes. (laughs) Take a minute and tell us about the honeys. Yeah. Yeah, We've got uh, two sweet little boys. We've got Joshua Scott Hale Jr. named after after Josh because we just, we really believing in legacy and wanting to build a legacy. So it just felt special to give him Josh's name. And then um, another little boy, Jackson Harper Hale. So, and they're close. They're like 16 months apart. So we, we've wow. been busy <laughs> the past few years and sleepy, but so happy. <laughs> busy, <laughs> sleepy, and happy. Baby Jack-Jack. Yeah, yeah, well, baby Jack-Jack. Jack. Why legacy? Tell us about legacy. What are your thoughts on legacy? Why are you building legacy? We just care about it. It feels super important. It feels like the heart of God. You know, it feels it feels right to build for generations and... Um, even financially, when we dream a lot, a lot of our decisions and our moves are really made around like dreaming what our kids and our kids' kids will enjoy. And mm. um, it just it just feels kingdom like it feels like whatever God did, it never, uh, never had the purpose to stop, but just to keep growing, you know, glory wow. to glory. And um, even things that could have been lost in our family line, we just believe there's a lot of redemption. He's like a redeeming God. And yeah. and so just to like be intentional of thinking, always thinking forward and believing believing for even bigger than ourselves you know so that's kind of that's kind of what I think what do you think babe yeah yeah I mean legacy I I mean you know ultimately we've got the the greatest inheritance in the Lord but uh you know here on earth uh, it's kind of felt like there's been some generations and on my side of the family uh, some generations that you know haven't been as successful you know, um, sure. but, uh, you know, my mom, one of nine children was the first one in her family to go to college. Wow. Uh, same for my dad, but, uh, my dad passed away in, when I was uh, 20 and, oh, I you know, know, and his, 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 his two regrets, one of his two regrets were in, you know, he, he had only so many months to live. So he knew he was you know not going to make it. And, uh, and one of his was, not been able to see his family um, kind of bounce back from financial failure. Wow. You know, he had multiple businesses bankrupt. 
And so uh, we were in a tough spot when we lost him. And the other was not really getting to, um, uh, you know, see his family grow, grandchildren, et cetera. So for mm-hmm. me, um, you know, that's, that's, that's been something I'm, you know, kind of really took up and was like, man, I'm going to see this through uh, wow. and, and, and make sure that, you know, my family gets the legacy that my parents attempted. And, you know, I mean, and my dad was, was an entrepreneur. Like I said, he had five businesses uh, that ended up going bankrupt, but, um, but he was, he was really going for it. And so uh, all the way from college, you know, I've, I've, I've set out to be an entrepreneur more so than, um, than picking a job just you know to to try to um fulfill his dreams as well through our children grandchildren like vanessa said and uh and you know as far as him wanting to see his family grow uh, i I told vanessa even before we got married uh, i've I've got a dream of a really big family so that's beautiful uh, that you know i always joke with her I, w- I would like to have 10 children he wants like um, full teams like we'll be the like entire sport team <laughs> he did tell me he, he he did not like wing that on me or surprise me so we're just i always say we'll just take it one baby at a time and I, but i've always said I would, I would be willing to compromise i mean i you know i'm that's that's not a hard set number. Seven would still be great. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, you're not delivering these babies. Now. <laughs> Throw that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We can we can buy some of them. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Best. So we love adoption. That that too. It's so. a beautiful song. Yeah, yeah. Is this how you pick up things that have been dropped in the family line? What do you mean? Earlier you said um, picking up some things that might have been dropped in our family lines. Is this how you do it? Is that what Josh just said? Yeah, I think I think that's the stuff, I guess, when when I'm thinking of um, even just like more even financially, what we're trying to just see and build and redeem. And um, I feel like, you know, spiritually, we have really strong family, family histories and lines, which is which is beautiful. So just kind of moving and and growing, growing upon that. But um but yeah, I think just the heart of like, yeah, God, God would never, I think, want to stop there. He He wants to redeem anything and then just grow it. So just really partnering and believing, you know, with that. And it's neat. Josh just has a natural um, gift of and love for entrepreneurship and like business and stuff. So I love partnering with that. I actually went to Georgia Tech. So and I got my degree in business administration and um, mm-hmm. and mastered in HR and minored in marketing. So there's a side of me that still just really loves it. So even though he's kind of executing a lot of that in the day to day, it's really fun. I feel like my, my life's kind of a dream. I get to live in the side of like my passions around worship and just my love for art and all that stuff. But, um, that side of me that loves just talking and brainstorming really loves at the end of the day, just dreaming and, um, into that with Josh and, just getting to like use that side of my brain and all that stuff. So it's fun. So we, we like dreaming and, you know, just believing for the best. So, so many questions. Oh my gosh, this is beautiful, (laughs) but let's go ahead and talk worship. Vanessa, how did this happen? Well, you you business major. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. At Georgia tech (laughs) people probably, yeah, they wouldn't imagine. Um, you know, I think ever since I was a little girl, I grew up in a great home and, um, 
you know, got saved when I was three and <laughs> it was genuine. I feel like, you know, it was, I, I feel like I just really, um, it's just never been a question, you know, walking, walking with Jesus. Who and walked with you? My parents. At three, yeah. They led you to the yeah. Lord at three. Yeah. You remember? And I remember, I remember like this spot I was standing in our house <laughs> and I just remember wow. the normal of my whole life. Like I remember going to bed and just like laughing by myself in the room, you know, and just feeling peace and joy yeah. and it just it was just the normal and so um super healthy upbringing and just in that I think I always liked music I started piano lessons like super young um sure. you know I was probably like six or seven and you know Braylon beautiful elementary school always had a fun little chorus program even from like fourth sure. grade on so I was doing all that stuff um and so I naturally love love music but I, I don't know just when I would go to church and stuff I just always loved worship I always loved that time I loved I loved it just in my own life um growing up so it was always just a passion and something I was stewarding and it was always things that were even kind of like guiding decisions of oh, I don't want to do that sport because I couldn't be there on Sundays and I want to you know be involved yeah. and so because from super young I was um since I started playing piano so young I was on even the worship team on Sunday just in that capacity yeah. um and I just super loved it um, and so something that was just always streamed throughout, I did, you know, helped with leading and did stuff when I was in youth group and in high school. And then, um, even when I went to college, it was like legitimately a deciding factor, but I don't want to be too far cause I want to still be able to be plugged in, um, just to that beautiful corporate worship that I like loved, you know, was sure. used to. Um, and so I'd, I'd come down here Sunday mornings and I'd, um, go to Midtown in Atlanta Sunday wow. nights with all my friends at college and, and just loved it. And so something that I was always like just serving in and wow. just trying to be faithful to God. Like even people ask that before college of, if this is your passion and this is what you say, like is in your heart and dream to do one day, you know, why do you even go to college? Why do you, why do you, or why are you taking this direction? And I just felt like I was being faithful to the doors that were open and what I felt like was being highlighted. And I super did value education. I really wanted to go to college. Um, and there were sides, like I said, you know, that I was passionate about um, with school and with business and things that I was like, I still feel like this is just the path I'm what I'm supposed to Beautiful. do. So it was neat. So I just kept kind of walking in what I felt like was open in front of me, went through school, um, had a really wonderful experience working at Chick-fil-A headquarters and wow. and even just their corporate culture and them valuing so much of like, what is the desires of your heart? You know, what do you love outside of this? And I still just kept walking and pursuing stuff with that, serving, serving on Sundays a lot and in, in different areas. And, um, and then kind of, it was neat, just different, different doors opened, um, along the way for me to work here. And that even felt just like the right step to take in the sense that it wasn't a worship position, but it was going to even yield more time to be in this culture and around what was that. that position. So at the time, they didn't have anyone in HR. So I was going to be the new HR director, okay. build up that department. And then I was kind of just doing project management stuff. I was working with Lauren Brownlee a lot. And at the time, she was overseeing the ministry school, right. Beth Atlanta School of Supernatural Ministry. And so I was helping her a lot with just um, administrative and like operational things in that capacity in that area. And then, and then building that HR department. And so okay. that's what I was doing. And then it kind of little by little switched into... Um, overseeing and building up an administration department as a whole and Lauren kind of switched some of her roles a little bit so things just kind of morphed over time and so for a while I was overseeing administration department and still doing HR stuff and then um, uh, Ben and Kelly who are amazing who were here in this role before me um, they just needed some areas to be served a little bit more so I kind of moved that administrative 
stuff to serve them a little bit. They kind of redirected my job there. So that and was you're serving on the praise and worship. And I was team serving this still. Time. Yeah, yeah, okay. and just loving it, just wanting, just soaking up any any opportunity. Um, and I still say to this day, if I was never uh, paid ever to do this again, it would still be just something <laughs> out of the overflow of my heart wherever we were that I'd want to sure. want to be plugged into. So. Um, so yeah, kind of, kind of just naturally started serving there. And that was neat. Cause I really started learning kind of what the ins and outs of that world looked like. And then they just made a natural healthy transition for, for their lives and what they were wanting to pursue. And I, they just, you know, then the senior team was like, you just kind of feel like the natural next step. So Amen. that's kind of how we got there. So this is a beautiful story of natural next steps. Yeah. Yeah. So just kind of following, um, following your favor, you know, following, yeah. um, what doors are in front of you at the time and, um, and just trying to be super faithful and in, in each of those seasons and still at the same time stewarding what you love, you know, and just yeah. serving in that area. So, so it was great. Yeah. So you talked a little bit excuse me, earlier about legacy in your family. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about how are you feeling like you're building a legacy here, um, in worship at Bethel? Okay. Yeah. I think, um, I think even just just our value as a whole, like as a, as a church body, as a family that, um, there's no junior Holy spirit, like kids can experience God at the, at the youngest age. And it is real. Like I said, like just my memory of that, of even getting saved so young. Um, and that, um, we value family being a part of the corporate worship experience. I love how, Mm -hmm. you know, the kids all come to worship before they, go to their classes. I think it's beautiful. And I think it's just creating a culture of like, um, it's not a duty. It's a, we enjoy the presence of God and we do this together from the oldest person in the room to the youngest. And I think it's just normal. Like if kids grow, if kids grow up in it, they won't know any difference. And I think it's just going to create, it'll naturally create a beautiful legacy. It's not something you even have to try for. And I think, I think it's just like with any, any even just relationship like if joshua and jackson see us just loving each other well yeah. um it'll build a legacy to where they'll naturally do that in their own relationships and lives and so i think if our kids and um you know just as a family as a whole they they experience oh loving god is just it's a privilege it's a joy it's it's beautiful to be in his presence it's beautiful to love on him in this way with our worship um and not just on a sunday but like with our lives you know my son sees me just talking well of Jesus and how good he is, you know, it's going to be natural to want to just, just partake in that relationship himself. So, um, yeah, I think just making it a part of our culture and it just so is already. Um, I think, I think it's a good way that we're doing it without even really thinking about it. So, well, how is it going? And I would ask both of you, how is that going at church, the legacy at church? I feel like it's going great. I I feel like, I feel like it's beautiful. I feel like I love seeing the kids, um, even being so active and, um, I think it's neat. We've had some prophetic words here that some stuff's even going to be sparked by the littlest, you know, Mm -hmm. and we've seen some of that, um, unfold even what was that so many months ago? Justin Stockman's girl, was it, it was Arabelle. It was Arabelle. Had a dream the night before of seeing her dad get healed and felt like she was supposed to say something on the mic on Sunday, you will be healed and you would get healed and stuff would happen. And that happened in front of us. And (laughs) so, and I think just, um, yeah, just seeing the kids, it's it's their norm. I love seeing them not even having to be standing still or focusing, but they're just playing, and they're yeah. it, it, and that's normal. That's good that it's like they're playing in the presence of their family, the people around them. They're playing in the presence yeah. of God, and so I feel super good about it. I don't know, you have any thoughts? No, I mean, just, you know, the part where you kind of mentioned um, 
you know, relationally, when when we love each other well, they're going to see that done and, and then know how to do it well also. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to worship, for me, um, I think, you know, one of the biggest roles I can have for, for my boys, my babies, uh, is, is, is to be my truest self and as authentic as possible wherever I'm at with the Lord and, uh, and, and however I feel, you know, to respond to him in that moment, whether it's like praying, talking about him or, you know, singing, dancing, worshiping, what, you know, whatever that might be. Uh, I think when they, when they feel like this is really authentic, because it, it's it's going to change, you know. Sure. Uh, you're going to go through different seasons, yeah. and I feel like you, you know, if you're if you're being your true self in that moment, you're always going to respond a little differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, some sometimes you should be crying, and sometimes mm-hmm. you yeah. should be screaming happy, mm-hmm. and you know, and if you, and if you're not true to that and how you respond in that moment, then they may try to make up just what they've seen as opposed to, to realizing like, Oh, this is a response to what's going on right now. And, uh, and, and how I respond to the Lord in that. That's so really I think the, the authenticity of our worship is, is more important than anything. And one thing that's great about the Bethel culture and, or the culture here in Atlanta is just, is, you know, when you see a mix of people responding differently and uh, and there's an acceptance in the room yeah. around that, and that I mean yeah. that lets you know that man that we've got a body of people, body of believers that uh, are all going through different things right now, and uh, you know, and, and it's okay to be in a different place, mm-hmm. which That's is so beautiful. good because I think it points to it's a real relationship. You know, right. it's not an it's not an act or it's not a um, duty because duty can look like yeah I'll show up and do this, but. Um, I think God just loves our our hearts of just genuine love of like you said, responding, you know, of of just whatever that looks like for you in this season, and it feels like spirit and truth, you know. Is this a synonym for everyone's a praise and worship leader? Yeah, I think okay. I think that's a good that's a good way to put it. I, I didn't even think of that connection. Steve has that, um, you know, saying he's been championing in this house, and I think um, what that really just means like is. You can be the point for somebody else in the room and you don't even realize it. But you just being your authentic self, um, authentically responding in that moment to Jesus and just being in a genuine connection and relationship. I think it's neat because um, that that truth, you can feel it when it's true versus I'm not sure <laughs> yeah, yeah. what's going on. Um, but that can point someone straight and almost like an invitation into his presence of, wow, they're really experiencing him. So, um, yeah, and I think we all are. We're all carrying something. Um, we're, we're all made to um, rule and to we're, yeah. we're co-heirs. We're, yeah. we're kings and queens um, in his kingdom, royal priesthood. And so I think just we're, we're meant to carry something that uh, show up and lead. And we all just have something in us that's um, to offer him. And it's super important. I think every... It's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. I really think every voice matters, and I think yeah. I think um, yeah. it pleases God's heart. It sounds different than when we're just. I think it's super important to have a lifestyle of worship to where it's it's uh, the overflow of our heart Monday through Saturday, and then Sunday we get to come together and just celebrate Him um, together out of that overflow. But I think it, uh, you can't give God the same like within yourself. There's something that's unique. You adding your voice. Yeah. to the whole, you know, and that's yeah. got to just sound so beautiful to God. And so, so unique. And I especially love that in, in our culture because people believe it and they show yeah. up and they have something to bring. And 
like Josh said, I just love the diversity of our family and it, it just sounds yeah. and looks so unique. And I think that's just going to be what heaven looks like. You know, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. I think one of the things I love so much about, especially in our church culture and you look around and you see all these young dads mm-hmm. and they've got babies strapped to their chest it is pretty <laughs> and their babies are out. It's not like they're in, like they're out they're they've got their little <laughs> headphones on and totally. they're literally experiencing everything. Yeah. It, it's the great, it's the greatest. And I think, wow, there's such a multi-generational, yeah. um, uh, teaching and really, really more of like a, a capturing of the yeah. spirit of what's happening. And, and, you know, I, I've, I've loved Josh. I see you do I that. Too. I see Josh. I, I was about to say, I, I love s- watching you with your boy strapped yeah, on your I chest. Mean, <laughs> the, the, you know, I think, I think Stevie Hale, I think Matthew Hale, like, or, you know, their families, you know, just love seeing, um, that happen in our environment. And you guys just really, um, exemplify that well. And so they're so I just love seeing that. Oh. <laughs> Josh, so how great. are your boys responding? Yeah, that's going to be my question. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, for the most part, I feel like when I when I when I'm worshiping uh, in a service with Joshua, I mean, I feel like he's just taking it in. It's like he, he's he's he doesn't have he doesn't have his hands up. He's not clapping. He's not singing. <laughs> but it's just like it's like a wonder, you know, on his mm-hmm. face. It's kind of like, man, this is new. What is this? And that and that's. That's really the moment where you know we're we're being you know uh, leaders, worship leaders, uh, where it's kind of like we're showing them. It's like, hey, check this out. <laughs> yeah. This is this is this is what this is what Mama does. <laughs> this is what we do. Is this what kind of satisfaction does that give you as a parent? Uh, well, a lot. I mean, <laughs> you know, and and even uh, even more personally for me, uh, my mom. You know, I grew up, you, you know, they, they say you, you want to marry your dad. You want to marry your mom, you know, somebody like that. Well, I grew up in the church, similar to Vanessa, you know, great spiritual upbringing. Uh, however, I was only saved at 11. I mean, at eight. So <laughs> Vanessa beat me by five years. <laughs> but, uh, so she's a better Christian than me. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that's what but, she was yeah, saying. That's, yeah, that's, that's what I was going for. No. <laughs> but I, I, grew, I grew up in church my whole life, and uh, my mom was on the praise and worship team. She's still on the praise and worship team. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and so, you know, being in church... Uh, with with my kids, I mean, it it, it literally feels uh, like you know this is right. This is and and then you know, and then here's mom up on stage again. Wow. So it, it it does. It feels like you know we're right where we're supposed to be. Well, what a gift to be able to give your children. When sure. You guys get that feeling that you're just like ah, oh, of all the things I'm going to give you. This is in the top five of just wow. This the value of it's what incredible. I can give you. Yeah, it's incredible. I think um, Josh said it the other day. He's like, I think I'm, we're living right in the middle of what God planned for all of us. Like wow. it really, wow. and it is amazing. It's just I think about his his plans for our life and how he, he just is so kind and grows us so well. Like we're you know we get to grow from children you know into adulthood and. Um, I think every phase just gives us the opportunity and refines us to look more like him. Yeah. Um, I think Laura told me, and I, I think she was, she read it or was telling someone else, but she was like, and both are beautiful. And I think God has passed for, for both, but she was basically just saying, you know, if you want to just do a lot for Jesus over your life, you know, <laughs> you just keep trucking, stay single and, and you will do, you will be able to accomplish many great things. And that's beautiful. Um, if you want to become more like Jesus, 
you get married. Yeah. Part of yourself is going to instantly be refined there. And there's like a new level of selflessness. And then you have children. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like a whole new ball game um, of what that takes you on. But it's amazing because it really it really does. It's it's like a daily refining, a daily um, surrender, a daily learning to serve, you know, people that that can't instantly give back to you. But then just a daily new like opportunities of revelation of God's love for you. And people say that and I get it now. I think of like yeah. once you have them have your own children, you do get it of just even understanding God as a good father, which I felt like I had such a super great grasp because I have an excellent father um, growing up. But still, it's like you get it. Oh, his love for me, you know, is just that big. Yeah. And it's neat. He gave us a life to live out that kind of gets to keep unfolding revelations of his nature and and us getting to look more like him. And, um, yeah, kids are the greatest, the, uh, the greatest gift, you know, and, um, is this transformation? Yeah, I guess, I guess it could be, you know, a, a little bit of that. So yeah, yeah, that's, okay. a, that's a good so word for it. But. Being transformed into the image of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just the, the joy, like you said, it brings, um, I know you it's guys, Josh's greatest joy. Yeah. You guys do this so powerfully, and you do this so effortlessly. And I say that respectfully. I realize there's always so much effort. But, a daily effort. Uh, yeah. There's so much effort, but th- there's a beautiful effort of like a genuine growth mm-hmm. um, and uh, without struggle and striving. And yeah. I mean those in a negative sense. What is that? Is that heritage? Is this... Who do you attribute this? I mean, obviously you attribute this to the Lord. I feel like you're building us up a little too much. (laughs) Um, Honestly, uh, you know. So kind of. Yeah, that's that's Thanks for seeing us prophetically. (laughs) Uh, To say we're doing it real well and uh, and effortlessly. I feel like I had a revelation this weekend with parenting or, uh, you know, raising children. Joshua is he's 21 months old, so almost two years old. <laughs> he's he's into the Incredibles, uh, and uh, and we Classic. got a, we got him a little action figure set uh, this weekend. It had like ten characters from the Incredible Incredibles, and he's barely you know I mean he's talking where he can say he can say any word. He can kind of repeat it. It's and exciting. It's, uh, it's it's really you know he's barely there. Uh, you know, you're, you're trying to decipher what he's saying, but <laughs> it was really fun, uh, when he was pointing to the action figures that he knew who they were. And, uh, and so, you know, he was saying Elastigirl, obviously not that clearly, but, um, Elastigirl, Elastigirl. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, but he, he could name all 10 of them. Wow. And, uh, wow. and at the end of that, you know, we, we've also been feeling, uh, a little weight of, uh, Man, we've been using the TV a little too much to get everything done around the house, sure. and, uh, and 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 I think the realization that uh, Joshua, you know, under the age of two, could name uh, ten characters from The Incredibles, <laughs> and I was like, Vanessa, I've never heard him say the name Jesus. <laughs> uh, it was just you know, just oh, something to kind of point little, out, like a little, a little check. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're putting a little too much focus and attention <laughs> on the Incredibles, uh, on some entertainment, and uh, we, we've we've got a ways to go uh, in in parenting. Time yeah. to whip out the veggie tales. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah just, what are some other shows we can come on? We Phil. can utilize if we if we need to. I appreciate your sensitivity, and I mean it yeah. genuinely. I, I don't think we could build you guys up enough. Oh, you know, thanks. we've had all the praise and worship team. Pretty much. I mean, I shouldn't say yeah, all. Yeah, for We've the had most a, part, yeah. A lot of the a praise and worship people. teams, so the people that serve with you guys. And 
Um, have you ever seen The Night's Tale? <laughs> have you ever seen the movie The Night's Tale? Maybe The Night's Tale. I don't think so. I've Keith heard Ledger. of it. I've yeah. heard of it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a comedy, right? Yes. Yeah. Best yeah. movie ever. And they That's say something one. in this. Um, they say if, it's if King I, Arthur. King says Arthur it. says mm-hmm. about William. So mm-hmm. the lead, he says, if I didn't know anything else about you, but that that your people love you the way that they do, that would be enough. Mm-hmm. So I would say all of your team, and we've had yeah. a bond, love you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Genuinely yeah. are grateful, thankful. Like, oh my gosh, you've been significant in mm-hmm. all of their lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I, I don't think we could build you up enough. You've done so well. So it's a well. beautiful Thanks, honor to watch and get to watch, y- y- just walk with you guys. I mean, it's you Thanks. do it so beautifully and thank so you. genuinely. So oh, thank you. thanks for that. And again, I... I want to come back to this. What is it like leading in a body where the revelation is everyone is a praise and worship leader? Because just by like our observation, Kevin's and my observation, it's I think it's one of the things that we attribute to our this culture being so wildly different. It's mm. just that idea of yeah. we're all leading. Mm-hmm. But Vanessa, you're you're the actual leader. What in the world is that like? Leading it's, powerful it's, people like that. It's amazing um, because I think Steve maybe even said this last Sunday um, sometime during the transition, but you could have the best band in the world, the best, most qualified leaders. Um, and if you didn't have the room, the the body showing up um, to participate, but to just, you know, listen, um, it would be a whole different ball game. And so I think that scenario um or if people I think are, you know, if you're in that position, I think there's just a grace and God will teach you how to lead to more lead people into that revelation and that truth that, oh, we all carry something. We all bring something. And this is not um, a spectator sport. This is like something he designed us to do to like behold him and, and um, to place, to place basically the value of our heart back to him. of You are so good. And you know, you're, you're worthy. And, um, but you know, when you have a people that already believe that, you're just already, your floor is already at a very high starting place. So where you get to go and lead is not so much like, come on, join in. Um, you know, let's, let's participate. Okay. Lift your voice. Let's sing this. Let's sing this part. And that sort of leading, you get to move from there to like navigating where God wants to go. Like, what do you want to do today, God? Because you got a people that are like, yeah, we're in, we're going, you know, no matter what. And so it's such an honor. It's such the best place ever to get to, to lead from. Cause there's none of that, um, you know, none of that having to be more like taught or directed. And I think that's also part of the, that osmosis, that experience, the culture that's just naturally going to be passed down to family that it's just going to keep growing in momentum and never, never stop. Um, because it, it isn't having to lead that place. It's like, we're already starting at such a, such a high point that, um, we just get to enjoy his presence together and get to just explore that. And, um, what do you want to do today, God? And so it's, it's a beautiful gift. Wow. So yeah, wow. it is, it is for sure. Like you said, I think one of the defining things, it wouldn't be this, the same, I think if it, um, if we weren't all coming with that truth. What are some other things that kind of build this culture from, from both of you? Cause it's just such a different culture. I mean, when we bring guests, all of us bring guests. I mean, I've never brought a friend that was not like, what in the world is even <laughs> so happening true. here? And mm-hmm. we're like, you know, and that this one, that's one of the keys. We're like, you know, we really believe that, you know, in honor that you honor Jesus in people and he's working in everybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, so we mm-hmm. all just, come. but what are some other keys that just really define what's happening here? I think we really, 
believe God is who he says he is. And we're all on a journey <laughs> of our identity and really believing he is who we say he is, um, or we are who he says we are. Okay. Um, and so out of that truth, it's just a, a natural overflow. Um, it's, it's a real relationship. It's not just something we're reading about in history. You know, we're believing, um, that he was the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And so it's just this, like, you are that good. I'm experiencing you in my life. Um, and it's just an easy overflow. I've also been thinking about a lot lately, like, um, you know, just things that I think are an indicator in our, in our culture and things that we'll, we'll keep watching is that I, I just think personally, like my prayer lately has been let my passion for you, God, like let my passion in worship match the passion of your message, like of your life, of the message of the gospel, of what you did. You're the most passionate being. Um, you're the most passionate person we ever saw in history um, and how you moved. And so let let my life be able to match and worship like and, and just in my day to day, the goodness of who you are and the message, the passion of the message of the gospel. Um, and so I think, like I said, people people believe that here, you know, like yeah. they, they really it's not it's not. um it's it's just very alive. So so it's easy if that's a a day to day relationship to just to just have a genuine overflow. Um, mm. And so and I think and I think it's a good example, again, like you can pull it back to marriage. And if there's if there's just a really healthy, um, natural, growing, constant relationship, things will grow that will naturally come out of love versus duty. And I think we're all on a journey in that, too. But I, I mean, I would also say from your role as a leader, on the worship team, you know, I've, I've, I've been coming since we've had our boys uh, earlier in the morning when they're kind of doing their uh, practice and stuff, and <clears throat> which I've never really uh, tuned into or paid much attention to. But, I mean, I, I hear you telling your team, like, you know, hey, when we hit this course, when we start doing this, uh, you know, let's see where that takes us. Let's, I mean, you guys are doing, a, like, a, a lot more things to allow the whole body to be in a moment and, and continue to build on that or, yeah. or, to, or to stay there and, and, and let worship, uh, you know, grow or become different than, than it might if, you know, if you just sing a song and you're done. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, and then you guys will, you know, you even go off songs. And, and, you know, I don't know what you call it in the music industry or world, but, you know, you ad lib or. Just like, yeah, the prophetic moments or, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, sure. And, Spontaneous and I mean, and I, you know, before Bethel, I mean, I, I've never seen that kind of stuff really done in worship. I mean, I've seen, uh, you know, prayerful moments. You kind of keep going. We're going to keep singing this over and over. But on the backside of it, uh, you know, or behind the scenes on the stage, you know, those, those guys are really in tune to, you know, Holy Spirit, where are you taking this church right now? And so there's there's a lot of stuff going on. I feel like with the worship team, you know, where they're they're really you know saying, "Okay, Lord, where are we going?" And uh, and, yeah. and and you know, uh, not not like I said, not until I was coming in the morning watching them practice did I realize, oh man, you know, these guys really are directing this ship. Mm-hmm. Wow, so, best um, observation ever. That's yeah, really Thanks. great. Yeah, so I do want to ask one wow. more question because I know we've got to kind of bring this to a close. But um, I want to ask one more question. Then I do want to open it up for a chance for you guys to just give prophetic words. Or if you're hearing the Lord say anything, um, just to our listeners, we'd love for you to just speak into them. But um, I think one of the questions that I wanted to ask you is when you when you look um, 
the next two to five years here at Bethel. What are you believing for Mm. and what are you dreaming into? Mm, That's good. Um, You know, I keep saying, I feel like the piece of vision God has given me to not, it's all, it's almost even just helpful because it can feel like you can get out and it's so big. Like what's, what's next. But I feel like he said, every time you worship, believe you're laying a piece of foundation for the greatest wave of worship the world has ever known. And, and I think what that means, that's not just, that's the point isn't, and I think it will be excellent, but the point isn't just great music, um, you know, or just fame for the sake of fame. It's the greatest wave of worship means I feel like just a, outpouring of his presence like that just a place where he will dwell and and just a great movement and i think having a full body of believers that you know are, are believing the words they're singing and are engaged and i think it'll just be a place that naturally hosts his presence so and i think also the other thing he says is that um every time we worship there's an opportunity for breakthrough and so i think we're just going to see more and more an increase of his presence um we're going to see more and more people just naturally coming in, experiencing his presence, having an overflow. Um, so we'll just see what that looks like as it unfolds, as he pours himself out more. Um, and then I think we're going to, I'm just really believing we're going to see creative miracles in worship that's before beautiful. we ever hear anyone yeah. praying for anyone, just because he's in our presence and that's who he is, his healer. Um, and then me specifically, I like, or what I feel like he's telling me right now to even focus on with our team is I really feel like it's a season in time. I've been feeling a long time and Josh all the time all the time ask me like, are you writing enough? And, but I feel like we're going to write significant songs that mm-hmm. even, um, help lead us into that and, uh, um, are yeah. just, are just significant for our body. And you can kind of feel it. Like our leaders are almost even having a hard time picking songs, not because they're great, but it feels like there's something brewing. That's like a song of our house, you know, wow. and like yeah. something that's in our DNA, something that we're, that we're carrying. And I think, um, I think God just wants us as key players on the earth to be releasing that stuff. You know, I think, I think we're, we have a, we have just a mission to do that. So I feel like we're going to just see more and more what that like wave of presence looks like. I think we're going to see incredible healings. I think we're just going to just experience, just keep experiencing more of him. And I think, um, as a body and as a house, things that come out of moments together in worship. And that's why it's even so important to participate because those things where we go off into prophetic moments or just, um, spontaneous praise a lot of those snippets come out of that and i think that's actually gold from our whole family it's not stuff that we're getting in our one-on-one time we're getting a lot of like our content from like our family gathering and i think it's not something um we'd be getting otherwise if our family wasn't wasn't just so engaged in like going there and um, just pressing in so i think you'll see in two to five years it's doing a lot of stuff out of just what's come out of us uh, of our of our house so that's kind of that's kind of what i see it's beautiful. Yeah. Hails. Oh my goodness. Josh, is there anything you want to release? Again, we just always open it up to the yep. to the the guests for anything you're feeling, anything that's just burning in you that you want to just release on the people listening. Yeah, you know, um gosh, I, I, I think Vanessa's got the worship side of our family covered uh <laughs> for for the church. You know, uh, the only thing I f- I feel like, you know, honestly that I've really been praying for and hopeful for our church uh i mean worship it, it feels like we're you know man we're just uh we're there uh and and so <laughs> to you know you know not much to add there i mean i, I really have a hope for just the teaching and preaching in our church to mm-hmm. be something that uh 
that you know that's coming out of our house and and that uh, rounds us out and that that draws people here as well and there's you know just a, a consistency there that, uh, that that people really feel like man I am being led and and, and taught the word and it's uh, and it's just as alive to me as uh, as the worship is yeah. and mm-hmm. that's that's kind of that's kind of my dream for Bethel right awesome. now awesome Josh thanks yeah, that's beautiful thank you oh yeah. my goodness. Joshua and Vanessa Hale, thank you guys very much for coming and being our guest and your precious people. We appreciate you. You You guys are too. Thank you. (laughs) We're looking forward to see everything that, you know, that you're dreaming and and, and hoping for come to pass. So it's going to be fantastic. So thank you for coming. Thank you. All right. So much love to you. We would love to hear any of your feedback, your testimonies, any anytime. We always are believing that people get healed just listening. Yeah. We're always believing that people hear the Lord and have revelation just listening. So please contact us at bachats at bethelatlanta.com. Super easy. Bachats at bethelatlanta.com. Email us today. We'd love to hear your story, your testimony, because we want to have an opportunity to share those as well. So God continue to do it again over and over and over. Oh, uh, we love you guys. You remember Jesus loves you. And we love you too.